mean, black people don't want to go to counseling. They don't want to talk about mental illness. So I see a psychiatrist and a counselor. I mean, I admit to my problem because it's for me, the crazy people are the ones who don't know they're crazy. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Hope. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the club. Ready for my close-up, Mr. DeVille. <laughs> hey, we back again. We're having some good old fun here to take over podcast <laughs> show. This is your boy, Superstar P, along with DJ Marley. What's going on, a.k.a. Mega Marley? What's up? Mega Marley. Mega Marley. Where Mega Marley. Where it come from? Listen, man, there's too many uh, Marleys around here, man. Like, I heard it like in Shreveport alone, there's like two DJ Marley Malls. I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't keep getting caught up and uh mixed up with other people and stuff like that so i was like yo what him to the marley the bro it's 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 it's, it's uh it's still i was just going by oh it was just a tag right you know what i'm right, saying right. but even still i mean i'm still gonna go by marley like everybody but my stage name is gonna be mega marley because mega it's marley. too many it's too many marley malls around here you know what i'm saying like only marley mall i know and acknowledge is the one from new york, new york. okay you feel me <laughs> yeah with, yeah yeah yeah, I had to say it like that in New York, but so, I mean, whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is what it so is. So I guess I'll do this again. Now we're going to have DJ Mega Marley. Mega Marley, what's up? <laughs> you got it. You got what you got going on at the club? Oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Just chipping away at the chipping away at the bag. You know what I mean? Chipping away at success. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we turning up every Friday and Saturday. And I'm also at Strange Brew. A um, bar slash club, man. When I tell you it went up last night, yeah, it's I, I, it's gonna be the new Thursday spot, man. I'm telling you, bro. Strange Brew. Huh? Yeah, Strange Brew. So D, so DJ Mega Marley mm-hmm. is at Strange Brew on Thursdays. Yep. And Club Ch- Chicago's on Fridays. Downtown Shreveport. Downtown Shreveport. The so most diverse Shreveport. club. In downtown Shreveport. So if you're in the Shreveport, Bossier area, make sure you stop by Club Chicago and go support DJ Mega Marley. Mm-hmm. You're going to hear a little bit of, um, you're going to hear, you definitely going to hear new hip-hop. You know right. what I'm saying? That's for sure. Right. You know, if I'm feeling frog, I throw some old school hip-hop in there. You know, some reggae. Yeah. You know, um, you know, my parents are Jamaican, so, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm definitely down with the reggae and stuff like that, so. Yeah, but yeah, it ain't about me, man. We we got we got we got to get to our guests. Go ahead, introduce our guest now. So tonight, we don't have a rapper or a singer for <laughs> once. We got a author, a person who writes books, mm-hmm. very good books. Some some so, got, some damn intellectual chocolate up in this month. Yes, man. yes, yes. So what we gonna do right now? We are gonna let her introduce herself and give us a little. Briefing of, not briefing the man, I'm thinking down military. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Was, You're uh, still drilling your head, huh? <laughs> Even to this day. You see what they do? Man. Damn, damn a briefing. Right? She's just going to give us a little, you know, the rundown of who she is. A rundown. There yeah. you go, the rundown. Damn. So go ahead, special guest. Well, my name is Tamisha. I'm the author of Depression, Sex, and Death, a memoir Ooh. about my life. And I kind of wrote it just to share my story so people can know how real mental illness is. 
and my story is just telling people basically when it started, when it started and how I've been dealing with it for 20 years now, depression. Okay. So, Mimi, you don't mind us calling you Mimi. Miss Mimi Moore. You know, she wrote a couple of books. But she just said, you just said you've been dealing with depression for 20 years? 20 years. Since so, I was 10. So, since she was 10 years old. So, what, what was happening to trigger you that, like, there's something going on here. There's something going wrong. Yeah. I need, you know, somebody, I need to go get seen or whatever. Um, my sister died and, um, she was 15. She was my oldest sister and I found them. So that triggered everything for me. They changed my life. So that kind of when it started, she didn't, when I found that she wasn't dead yet, but soon as she got to the hospital, she was brain dead. So it was like, it triggered it. And I've been dealing with it ever since. Um, Jesse died. So I'm 31 now, so yeah, 20 years, about 21 years now. So was it a thing where you woke up and you found her in the bed? Or? Mm-hmm. I woke up and she had went to um, the doctor the night before and they sent her home and said she had the flu. So she right. slept with my mom. My sister was, um, she was 6'1 at 15, real tall and skinny. Right, So right. that morning, she walked by and I saw her walk by and you know, I'm halfway asleep, so I ain't paying no mind, but then I heard a noise. So I got up and saw her on a dresser, slumped over. When it got my mama, we tried to stand up and out of it. So, yeah, that's when it started. So they kept on life support for a week. And they took off January the 17th, 1997. So from that day forward, I started seeing a counselor at 10. <laughs> and I've been seeing what on and off. Shit, I'm alive. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned like counselors because, um, you know, of course in, in our community, you know, when something, even when, even when something tragic or something that traumatizes you, mm-hmm. people just expect, oh, listen, man, you, hey, you're going to have to just, you know, toughen up, just about to shake, back, yeah. shake it up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shake back and, um, and, you know, keep on keeping on. What would you say to those people that would say like, oh, are you getting a counselor or are you going to see a doctor? Oh, oh, that's for crazy people, you know what I mean? Or that's for, when, yeah. when people talk about mental health and like automatically, what would you say to those people who would, who, who would automatically think those things? Well, I've been called crazy in my life, really into people just who knew me, read my book. Then they were like, okay, maybe not crazy, she just deal with a mental illness. I mean, black people don't want to go to counseling. They don't want to talk about mental illness. So I see a psychiatrist and a counselor. I mean, I admit to my problem because it's, for me, the crazy people are the ones who don't know they're crazy, who don't know they deal with a mental illness. So many people bipolar, suffer from depression, schizo. I mean, but nobody want to go to the doctor and really see what's going on. Black people. I mean, right. I don't say all black people, but I mean, I tell people, I had, I, I was ashamed at first until I wrote that book. It was just wide open for me. I talk about depression. I talk about my psychiatrist. I mean, I don't care. Because, I mean, the medicine that they put me on is what saved my life. If I went on the medication, I probably would have been killed myself. Because that's how depressed I was, you know. Right. It was bad. So, yeah, I take medicine, not crazy pills like people think. Right. <laughs> it's medicine to get the chemicals back in balance. So, yeah. But people just, 
I don't know. I try to figure out why it's a stigma to mental illness, but I can't figure it out. But to stop it, you have to keep talking about it. So mm-hmm. that's why I talk about it. That's why I'm starting a support group. That's why I'm starting a nonprofit. It's all about mental illness because people kill themselves every day, and now they starting at 10. That's the high, 10 years old killing themselves. So we need to talk about it because people kill themselves every day from being that depressed. Yeah, talking about it, it seems like it's in itself a form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And writing a book, too. That was like, I wrote that book crying, but it helped. Right, you it's, got it, it out. It like it helped me. Like mm. So now I just, when I get down, I just start writing. I just write. And it's funny, it's crazy that you, you mentioned mental health. Um, that, that definitely um, was a a factor or is a factor that they put towards, you know, people who do certain things like, for example, the, the recent uh, oh, tragedy man. in Florida, you know, and, and the other tragedies, the, 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 you know, the mass shootings that happened, yeah. you know, they, they attribute it to that, you know, and I mean, what you, what, what do you think about that? Cause they that was just... everything on mental illness. Um, and some of them do have a mental illness, but see, like I tell people, I think people with mental illness should have a gun. They need to run type some kind of background check on people because I deal with mental illness, but I don't want no gun. I don't need one. <laughs> Just right. So it's like they need to do something different for us. Those people, they get a, you know, get a gun and they deal with a mental illness, they shouldn't have a gun. Like they shouldn't have a gun because anything can happen. Like, you know, people that deal with schizo, they hear stuff. So, they, you know, mm. it's just, I don't know. But they blame everything on mental illness. I don't know. I don't what? think everything on mental illness. I think some people just evil. It's the devil. Yeah, it's I don't know what dog. happened to that kid. I don't but know like, <laughs> like for you to go up and, and, and shoot a school, like it could. The thing is, when I look at it, I'm like, look at this little kid, man. If he would, if this kid right here was to go through what the average mm-hmm. black kid, what the average black kid goes through, you know what I'm saying? Like. There would be, there would probably be a lot more of those because in our community, they just tell you like, listen, man, you, it happens, mm-hmm. and because it's so, it's, it's normalized now. Yeah. You know, things happen. Yo, your cousin gets shot. Hey, man. It, it, hey, people die. B. That's that's how they be thinking about it. You know what I mean? So it's good that you. That's how they want to think about it though, but it ain't good because it's so. There's so many people depressed, and they probably just... And don't even know they don't, it. They don't know, and they don't want to tell nobody right. because of the stigma. Speaking of that, you said there are so many people that are depressed, and then you've been going through it for the last 20 years. So if anybody knows, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some, just for the listeners out there, what are some of the symptoms... Yeah, define it. ...of, what? you know, depression, some of the big symptoms that, you know... Um, I would say if you stand in bed more than a day... Not doing nothing because depression, people don't know it zap your energy and like it take away all this. So, if you just in the bed, some people eat a lot, some people don't eat. I mean, if you doing all that and crying, that ain't it, ain't normal because something wrong, you know, right. you ain't gonna be in bed for days for nothing or missing work and like stop doing what you used to like doing. That's a big old sign. People mm. who like whatever they. They like doing if they stop doing it and don't have no interest in it and then laying in the bed all day and crying most likely they depressed especially if ain't nobody died so yeah so i know you say you've been dealing with 20 years so that's starting mm-hmm. around age 10 11 years old so that was the time you were starting to enter 
middle school, yep. getting ready for high school. So, I mean, how did that affect you as far as your schoolwork, your, your social life with other girls and, and even guys and, you know, things like that? It changed my life. I mean, I miss half of fifth grade. I really miss half of fifth grade. I think they passed me on because of my sister, but it, it just, it changed my life. I started seeing a counselor. I started having sex at a young age. I mean, I, I ain't know what else to do. I had to... I was vulnerable, and so I started fooling with an older person. Um, I was still grieving the death of my just, sister, so just, it was like... You just need an outlet, and yeah, that I was need, just the outlet. And it, right. and it been my outlet to, you know, I need to... I've been working on different coping skills, so that's why I named the book Depression, Sex, and Death, because I always went to sex. Now, I don't go around just sleeping with everybody, but I went to sex because it became my escape. I'm depressed, okay, let me go have sex, maybe to feel, you know, something in that moment. At least a, a temporary relief of nothing else. Relief. That, was out of that sound like a drug. It was, I mean, everybody had their own addiction. Like, right. some people smoke weed, somebody, somebody drank. Some people I like cupcakes. You yeah, know I mean, mean? It, was like some, it was my escape. Because yeah. I don't drink, I don't smoke, so okay, when I get depressed, then I just call up one of my friends, and that's what I went to for a long time. Right. For a long time that's why i talk about a lot of sex in the book because i mean that's it's my go-to yeah it was my escape right so you went through that you went through school um you said you, you had your ch first child at the age 17. Of, at 17 so you had a young mm -hmm. so did, yeah, did that change the landscape for you in it or how um, did that you know um, affect your life because now you got a child now you yeah. still dealing with depression how'd you balance both of those well i think i got pregnant so god can slow me down because there was just too much stuff was going on but um I, I don't know i just i think around the time i had him i wasn't just dealing with depression as bad so mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't as bad then but like after I had them, you know, I'm young and, you know, I can't do stuff I used to do. Yeah, it brought on depression. <laughs> it really did, but it won. I mean, he kind of really saved my life because, like I say, I was I was having too much fun. And I feel like God got me, I got pregnant because God said, you need to slow down. You need to, you need to slow down. So that's how I try to look yeah, at it. Yeah, he has a way of tapping you on the shoulder, <laughs> and, you know, like a... Um, <laughs> I, I tried to warn you a little bit, so let yeah. me slap you upside the head. Right. Yep. And maybe I'll get your attention. If that don't work, then I got other things I can do. Did you have yeah. anybody in your life that was telling you, like, hey, maybe you need to do this? Or any any mentors, any uh, people to look up to, any older women, even guys? Are you... For us dealing with depression or Depression, um, just uh, sex, you know, um, sexuality. I mean... No, that's why I was seeing a counselor and a psychiatrist, but my mom, people don't know, mental illness running the family too, it's genetic. So my mom deal with depression, my daddy bipolar, so I tell people, they just mess me up. Like, uh, I'm oh, well, shoot, <laughs> yeah, thanks for all the help. I'm just you messed gave up. You this and you gave me that. You know, it's like, really, y'all really, they really did mess me up, but I think if my sister never died, I probably would've never dealt with it. It would've never brought it on, I really believe that, so. Right. My sister died, just bring it out, and 
it's like it been up and down through my whole life dealing with depression. Right. So. So now, you've wrote, you've written two books. Mm-hmm. So the first book was was the name of the first book. Depression, Sex, and Death: A Memoir. So I mean, what what made you write a book? Did you decide one day like, I'm mean, I'm just gonna write a book about this. Cause I'm tired of holding mm-hmm. this in. Uh, you know, talking to people is one thing, but if I write a book, maybe to be there. I mean, what? Because people just don't get up and write books. Mm-hmm. So, what prompts you to start? What prompts you to start writing books? Um, I don't know. Somebody said start writing, so I started writing in 2012 after I had my little girl, mm-hmm. and then I probably wrote for a couple months. Then I stopped. You know, life went on, and but when I moved to my house in 2000. 14, it's like God said, start back writing, start back writing. It's like I wrote that book with my heart, because like I said, I wrote it crying. I had to bring up all these old memories, and mm-hmm. he just wanted me to start back writing. Then I finished the book, and I let a couple read it, people read it so they can just, you know, tell me what they thought about it. You know, it gave people different reaction. They were like, some of them, it made them cry. My mama was like, Mimi, are you sure you want to put that book out? You know, people gonna call you a hoe, they gonna call you a bitch. People like going to do that regardless exactly. if you write I'm a like book or not. But on the bright side, though, by you writing this book, this there's somebody listening right now that either is dealing with this issue um, and they're kind of thinking about it, like, you know, maybe maybe I'm they, it's coming to light. Like they they're like, maybe I'm dealing with this issue right now mm-hmm. or they they know somebody that's dealing with this issue and you're giving them a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're giving them light at the end of the tunnel too. Yeah. Right. At the same and time. And I have had a lot of people be like, um, you know, since you wrote your book, it helped made me go ahead and tell my family that I deal with depression and all this. So I, I done had a lot of positive stuff, you know, with the book. Then I had, I mean, some people still don't understand it. Yeah, because just telling your family, like, listen, I'm dealing with depression. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know about some families, but I know, I know in most, I got, I got to generalize and say most, most, most black neighbor, um, black households, you know, they're gonna, to a certain point, to a certain extent, they're gonna, they're gonna comfort, they're gonna try to comfort you and make you feel mm-hmm. better about it. But there's always gonna be that family member or that, that part of the family that is gonna be like, listen, man, this is. You, 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 come on, you need to stop all this. You know, it, it ain't that bad. You know, this one over here, this happened to this one, and you they doing good. You know what I'm saying? Stop all this complaining, da, 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 and they don't understand. That don't help none. It don't. It really make it worse when you, when people in your family or friends just don't understand. Like, I don't want to understand. They like my brother and sister. They think I be acting out just to get my mom attention. I'm like. I've been dealing with depression 20 years. Y'all should know by now, I'm not acting out. I deal with a mental illness and acting out. I'm like, I get too much attention. Why would I want my mom? You know, like, mm-hmm. my brother and I don't understand, and they make me upset because they don't get it. And he's my big brother. Like, you think he'll understand by now, but some people just don't want to understand. Or but that's why I talk about it, so they can understand. Or maybe they could be dealing with it also, sure. and they and they just don't want to admit right. it. You I know, tell people all the time, my sister, she 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 smoke weed. I feel like I ain't gonna say everybody, but I feel like people that smoke, they covering up something. Cause if I go hit the blunt, 
I'm hitting it because I want to mellow out, stop out of thoughts. So I feel like my sister, she do it every day. She she covering up something. She de she dealing with something. She don't want to face the fact that she probably deal with, I'm sure she deal with depression too, but she smoke her weed. You know, I don't smoke nothing, so I deal with it. I'm, I deal with the struggle every day. The, the pills only do a certain amount, and it's a trial and error. It's like when you get on one of them antidepressants, it can make you feel better or it can make you have suicide thoughts. It's like a trial and error. It took me to now, from when I was 10, to get on the, the right medicine, really. Um, I'm on two pills. The last two years probably been the worst of my life. I just thought, I told my mama, I was like, depression will be the death of me. And when I say that, I was like, I'm going to kill myself because people just don't understand that feeling of being dead in the inside and constantly feeling like you don't want to live. So when they put me on them two pills, it's like it changed my life. And it's like I was telling my mama, I feel normal again. I ain't felt normal in two years. So now that I feel normal, it's it, I feel normal. Like it took, yeah, it took a long time. Two years is a long time. <laughs> I was in a deep hole for two years, and I felt like I wasn't gonna never get out. I just knew I was gonna end up killing myself because I just couldn't. Right. I couldn't yeah. take that. But look at you now. You sit right. here talking. You <laughs> wrote a book. You, you don't wrote a book. So how was the? Not getting, just getting away from the depression just a little bit. Mm -hmm. How's the process of, okay, you finished the book, you know, getting it published, getting it put together. How's that process like? That process, um, I mean, I had to really Google everything because I ain't know no author, but. Mm -hmm. Google the University. Part was, I Never mean, it's like, it was easy. It flowed. Everything came to me, so it flowed right. And the editing part was the, the part I didn't like because the the editors, they be taking out stuff. Yeah, they take out stuff and they'll leave mistakes in the book. So that part there I didn't like. It got on my nerve, but I mean I just feel like everybody got a guilt. Right. Yeah, I got everybody a talent. So I think with me, it took me this long to find my talent, you know. So the I mean writing is easy, but I feel like for people like me, self-published author, we don't like, you know, like stars. They was instant Barnes and Noble. They, you know, they travel. See, mm -hmm. we we got to push our books to be like them. That's the only part I don't like. Cause my book can be better than one of them, but they a star, you know, a celebrity. So they books get out well, there more. You know, we go through the same things a podcast. You know, some other star has a podcast that completely sucks. <laughs> right. We better than them. But <laughs> you, know, the, you know, what comes with that celebrity comes privilege. Uh -huh. And comes with that privilege comes power. Then the money and so all that yep. together. But I mean, I don't mind starting from the bottom. Me either. I mean, it just gives it a better story. So when I make it at the top, I know how those people, I was at the bottom. And hopefully I'm blessed enough to keep the same mentality to keep level-headed. You, know, oh, yeah. you can't predict what the future is. The journey is the fun part. The journey's the fun part. That's if you, the fun if you, part. If you can embrace it. Yeah, yeah if you can you embrace know, the journey. Everybody these days is looking for the elevator. Right. That's right. You know, I take the steps. <laughs> I'd be all yeah. right. I might have to stop sitting down and rest for a minute. But yeah. But, you know, eventually. when you're trying to do something positive <laughs> or trying to, I really realize who are my friends and who wasn't. It's like people really get jealous of you. And, like, I ain't doing, I ain't making well, money. Well, for writing a book. People change, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, trust from, me, I know firsthand. I mean, oh, she thinks she crazy. better than everybody. Yeah, like, oh, you reading, you writing books now? Who change. you is? I'm like, I don't understand, because I'm 
I'm the type, if I get on, I'm going to put my friends who I know been there for me on right. too. But it, it really showed me who was down for me and who wasn't. Yeah. And really ain't nobody down for me but my mama. Oh, you know, support. And maybe two two friends of mine. Other than that, it's people just, they show me their true color. Support's a hard thing to come by. Mm-hmm. And when you get it, you just remember the ones that was there from the right. night. All of a sudden, when you're on Oprah or something, then everybody want to <laughs> exactly. come, you know, trucking along. Oh, I knew me, me, nah, I know you no, didn't. I don't know you didn't. <laughs> you didn't know me when I was on Facebook trying to get shares and you wouldn't share it. Because you, you have to believe you're going to be successful. And I believe one day, not just from the books, from my nonprofit I'm starting, it ain't, it ain't about fame for me. It's about getting people to understand that depression real. I want to help people that deal with a mental illness. Cause it been too many times though when I got depressed and had to be in a hospital. I'm right. in a hospital, okay, that mean I ain't working. So if I ain't working, how I'm gonna pay my bills? So many people in the hospital, we worrying my bills when we should be worrying about getting better. So none of the people I want to help, like those are people who need help. You shouldn't have to be dealing with an illness and you in the hospital and still worrying about how you gonna pay your bills because you done miss work. Then the people who my nonprofit will help. Because I'd have been in the hospital, I'm like, man, I'm going to lose everything. Like, And it shouldn't be like that. It should be help for people like me. And some people just can't work with a mental illness. It's hard. It's a struggle to go to a job that you hate, that trigger your depression. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. My job triggered it. That's really why I've been dealing with the last two or three years because of the job. It triggered it. And I've been trying to shake it ever since. So your second book, is it just like the first book, or is it something completely different? It's part two, and um, the second book, people don't know, it's my hand on the front cover. I used to sell harm, so the last time I cut myself, I just put my hand, and I tied it over now, but I just put my hand on the book, and I kind of talk more about cutting. People think, people really think that's crazy, but... And it's, it's probably more white people cut <laughs> than black, but it's a black people cut, too. So it's like, they don't understand it, but I'd rather, people that cut, I'd rather feel physical pain than emotional. That mm. emotional pain, I can't deal with, but physical, I cut myself, so now the pain here. Well, I'm, you know, it's, I'm not thinking about the emotional no more. I'm thinking about, that's why I have a lot of tattoos. I just, you make I my, have so You make my hand hurt right now. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, but yeah, I mean, people do that. So I mean, how you, how your children dealing with it? Like how how you? I keep it from them. They don't okay. really, you know. Well, my son, he's fourteen now, so I think I'm gonna really have to explain to him that what I deal with. Because I feel like when they get older, they definitely gonna be like, Mimi, you was always sad. You was always in the bed. You know, you didn't want to do this or do that. So I'm sure when they get older, they gonna have a lot of questions. But I'm just gonna tell them because I, I mean, he's fourteen, so. I need to talk to him because he might suffer from it, you know, because I deal with it and I got it from my parents. So, and then, like I say, so many young people killing themselves. It's like everybody needs to talk to their kids about mental illness. It almost sounds like it's something that runs in a, that's hereditary that, um, that it may be like a, like a hormonal thing that makes you predisposed to like genetic like yeah genetically way. genetically predisposed to mm-hmm. um depression you know and, and and hormones that that um i don't know trigger it or, or yeah. hormones that um that linger in your body that you know they gotta be triggered for it to come out right I exactly i just access it 
I pray that he don't deal with it, but like I say, kids nowadays, they start dealing with it so young to well, I mean, they start killing themselves. The highest, the second leading cause of death from age 10 to 34 is suicide. People don't know that. It's, it's, they don't know. I be wondering, how is a 10-year-old depressed? But then I think about me. But mm -hmm. I had something traumatic, so I feel like, I mean, to start that young, you maybe they getting bullied, you know? So right. that's how you got to think of it. I so mean, what's the fix? Like, what's the, I mean, we talked about it. We know it's an issue. It's there. Like, what's the fix? Like, where do we go from here? How do we, how do we fix that now? Like, how do we remedy that? Um... Is it like some activities they could do or um i mean basically talk you gotta talk and tell somebody what's bothering you and that's why i mean that's what the counselor for and everybody don't have to be on medication but because so many people be like the medicine make them numb well do you want to be numb or crying all day it's like it's it's up which one you want to choose i choose to be right like my medicine had me numb it, it's not a some people might think it ain't that ain't good, but I don't want to be crying every day either. You know, crying all day. Like, who want to be like that? So it's like the medicine help. But like I say, it's just talking, talking about what's bothering you, talking about you got to talk about it. Because if you don't talk about it, you hold it in, then that will lead to suicide. Mm. You think like doing something. Because yeah, me personally, I, them, I mean, unless, unless something's life or death, I can't, I can't do them, them pills, medicine, all that stuff. Like yeah. to me, that stuff is just like shoot, like do away with all of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a, there gotta be some type of natural remedy, like that 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 that'll heal you rather than a, a a pill that'll give you a side effect and all of that yeah. stuff. But like, you know, cause I'm thinking like like if a kid, you know, dealing with dealing with something, talking is one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, we we got that's a. That's uh, one of one remedy for it. You and know? also, you know, I want you to walk or meditate. I mean, so it's different stuff that my doctor tell me to do. I don't do it for meditating or, or walking, but I'm sure it helps because they always, if you read about it, they always saying walk, mm -hmm. exercise, or, um, or meditate and just, I even, don't know. even prayer is a, well, prayer that's a form of med uh, meditating it, wouldn't it be? Well, yeah. I, and I tell people, like me and my mom just had this conversation. I was like, you know, a lot of people be talking about praying. Somebody with a mental illness probably pray to the uh, average person. Because who do not want to feel this sadness, this deadness all day, every day? It's somebody that deal with a mental illness. So we constantly praying, God, give me strength. Take this pain away, this emotional pain. So it's like I, I feel like people with mental illness, some of them pray a lot. I pray a lot, and I feel like when he's ready to deliver me from it, he will. But until then, this is the journey I'm on. This is what I'm going through. Because like I was saying, told him, if I never dealt with depression, I would have never wrote a book. I would have never been on the front cover of the paper, on the news, or having interviews. I would have never, you know, no. So I feel like everything happened for a reason. Wait, say, wait, back up, back up, back up. So you was on the front cover of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Okay, with your was it talk you know dealing with your book and everything? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so that's a it was last year on the front mm -hmm. cover had my picture and it said there is hope. What was this? With the Shreveport Times? No, it was the Sun. The we sun? Um, we had an interview down here. If y'all go 
on my page, I probably will see it, but uh -huh. I'm doing, I'm working with him right now because I'm doing like a documentary on my life. Just, I need people to understand mental illness real and it's, it's, it's not going nowhere. Right. You have to educate yourself. If you don't read about it, you'll just, you wouldn't understand. So you said you was on the news too? Mm-hmm. I was on Channel 12, um... In October, in oh. October. Okay, superstar. <laughs> you know, you know. Hey, 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 yeah. hey, do you think do you think getting a bag will help with some of that depression? Like if somebody, hey. This show would help me, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know there's somebody out there right now, like, oh, she's suffering from depression. Maybe I could help her push that book. You know what I mean? I and, think money will help with some issue, but just like, um, what was the actor name that killed himself? The funny dude that played in Mrs. Doc. Oh, uh, Robin Williams. He was, you know, our money just when you suffer from mental yeah. illness, it just I can be but rich. But I mean, he was he was rich. You know what I'm saying? But he like had money, he was able to do what he wanted to do. Money don't solve everything. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't solve a lot of shit I got going <laughs> on. It definitely helped me right now. Shoot. I ain't lying. I need it. <laughs> It'll help, but money help. It just it just all depends on. What you dealing with, I guess. Yeah. It's all type of mental illness, so I don't deal with depression. You got people that deal with a whole lot of stuff worse than depression. Yeah, they do. You know, it's yeah. it's all types, but me being in the hospital, you know, it's, it's more white people <laughs> than anything. Like, white people being in the hospital, it was about 15 people. I mean, it was only like two black people. So it is, white people, they be they they deal with it and they ain't scared to go get help. Right. They you know they'll go get help, but it's us they wanna act like um ain't nothing wrong. Oh, I just gotta keep going until you your body shut down or till you take them pills till you get tired. You know so. I yeah, don't based know. on our observation, it it just seems like in the white community mm -hmm. they're more open about it. Yeah. You know, it's it's more acceptable to to go see a counselor mm -hmm. or something like that. Well, you know, in our community, in our, in our ethnic group alone, we, we got to work a lot on being together and united. Because yep. white people, whether they're right or wrong, they be united. They stick together. They, <laughs> they stick together. They be united. So we definitely got to work on that in our community and just as black people as a whole. We unite on occasion and for instances uh -huh. and incidents and stuff like that. We need to unite in peacetime like we do at wartime. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like um, all the police shootings and stuff. We united then, but when there ain't no conflict going on, then we all go ain't on our separate yeah, agendas. Yeah, so we should be just as united when we get gunned down as we united when it's peacetime. Uh -huh. And that's something we constantly have to keep working on and have to strive to get there. You know, I, I think we making slow progress, but we still we still got a long way to go. Because yeah. we still got too many agendas in the black community. Yeah, we do. And definitely oh, with man. mental illness is a stigma. But the thing is, even you got rappers that then came out and said they suffer from depression. Singers, Beyonce said she, she dealt with depression. See, I suffer from depression. So, you, it's, I mean, people just don't want to talk about it, but they have came out and, you know, talked about it. So Which is good. Yeah, I think it good. needs to be out there. The more people talk about it and discuss it in the open, the more people be willing to, like, hey, you know, I'm going uh -huh. through the same thing. But we we always so bad to just label people 
and yeah. jump on people and get on social media and just right. make memes right. and just yeah. demoralize people to death where they don't want to say nothing. They go say and you people are so they gonna make you they gonna like make that. a meme yeah. out of you or something yeah, like they, that. They call everybody with mental illness crazy. So Tell everybody where they can find these great books, these number one sellers you got here. I wish. They on Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon. Really, my books, people, um, they written on whatever site they sell books. So Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble. Barnes & Noble, and... Amazon, Books A Million. They on all type of sites online. Now, you can't find it in the store because I guess I have to call the store to try to get it in there but yeah, that's fine they get they libraries like you can get, check it out at the library uh-huh. if you want to so so give them the name of the book one more time depression sex and death a memoir and part two cutting the pain away can i suggest something mm-hmm. so as far as your book goes right like hearing that you know I like to dabble in books. You know, I read books, stuff like that. You know, I, I, I ain't just out here just just hustling and bustling, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but for me, what I like to do is I like to listen to audio books because I drive a lot, right? So I'll I, I, I pop in I'll pop in an audio book. You know, Audible ain't but six, it's a $16 a month, mm-hmm. like, subscription. So you get, like a, like, a book per month or something like that. Like, so I like to just listen to books sometimes. Um... Me personally, what I would suggest is um, doing like an audio version of your book for people who are who are probably blind yeah. or who and may be suffering from that, or just somebody like me that I just lo- I love listening to audio books. You know what I mean? So and sometimes that'd be a deal breaker for me. Like sometimes I I read a book, but if I could get through a book way faster and 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 digest the information way faster if I get the audio book. So yeah. if you got, got that audio book, <laughs> I you 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 already got my vote. But I mean I, I wanted to co- I wanted to copy um before before we even did an interview. But now so you got two different readers. I like having it in my hand. I'm an old school reader. Yeah. I like turn the page and sitting here with the actual book. That's just well, me. I have thought, you know. thought about um, doing that because I know a lady who she blind and her um, she be wanting my books, but she you know they have to read it to her. So oh, yeah. well, I see, have thought about doing. In his that. case, that's where that would come in at that yeah. audio right. book. Yeah, I think I I, I wouldn't I want to talk though. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I have to get somebody to Why do that not? You know what? I, I mean, think I it's more. Have to go through the whole book again. Man, forget all that. Listen, <laughs> I I know when I when I was listening when I listen to books and I know it's. I mean, I'll listen to it because I just want, it's really the information that I want. But I guess yeah. when you know it's the author. But when I know it's feels, the author, it makes, it, it makes it feel so much more authentic. You know what I mean? Like, for example, like Charlemagne the God, like his book, oh, for real? Like, yeah, Tiffany Haddish. Like, when you hear her, when you hear her voice, yeah. it's just something it, it, about it, it that. It's just, you in like yeah, that. it hooks you in. It's more authentic. I'm gonna have you know, to just, just, th- just think about it. And that, 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 I think some people need to hear that pain in your voice. Yeah. To be on that exactly. journey. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, if you get somebody that's just got money go to their job, and yeah, you yeah, know. Let me go ahead and read this. Yeah. But when that's people right. hear that pain in your voice, yeah. you, you, you putting them on that journey with you. And they can, and, and you know, for me, I think, if, like you said, it just makes yeah. it that more authentic. Can, no, can nobody but, give you, know, you that, that, that pain and that, those like, certain like afflictions you. Yeah. in your voice like you? Because it's your words. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because when you read them, as opposed to somebody else, it's going to be a totally different thing. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm going to look into that. Um... Do it. Do it. Do it. 
I'm you gonna look into it. it. You I, do I it. just don't want to have to, you know. Once I wrote the book and went over it two times or three, right. I ain't want to read it no more. Oh yeah, I understand. It's, it's poison that I hate, so it's like I don't even want to read it. But I'm gonna look into it. I so, mean, just think about it. I can just, do let, it. Let that let that <laughs> idea <laughs> marinate. Yeah. Just let it marinate. I'm gonna think about it. So we coming to the wrap up phase. Y'all, y'all go check out Mimi's book. You know, um, I got a copy in there, so I'm sure going to read it. Get me a copy. And, and don't be trying to read a book, trying to find out some of her sex life or trying to hit her up and get no date. She ain't right. dating none of y'all, all right? You know, and she she does what she want to do. So that wasn't part of the deal. This way, no, no sex preview. But um, we glad to, you know, have you on. We glad you came by. We, you. you know, it took us a while to get around to yeah. you. but. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I finally came and so, now y'all kind of, you know, know about depression and me. Yeah, we got so. a little education, know a little bit more about oh, you. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. if people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? If you want them to find you. On you know. Facebook is Mimi Moore, M-I-M-I. On Instagram is Crazy Mimi Moore. Well, that, that helped matter. Well, then there it goes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that, that, that really helped. Everything's on Instagram. So, let me put crazy Mimi because oh, they so comedy. I was about to wrap it up, but I still, that, that brings me, I got to get one last question in. So, what, what, what made you do crazy, real quick, what made you do crazy Mimi more? Um, because they always comedy. So, I just say, okay, I'm going to just So, you know what? are just going to embrace it, huh? Uh-huh. That just deflated like everybody's jokes. I have an author jokes. page too. Now on my author page, I go by Tamisha Moore, uh-huh. but on my regular page, Crazy Mimi Moore. So you know what? Y'all can't call me crazy no more. I call my own damn self crazy. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's crazy. That's Mimi like that. So, so that means you know what that means. That means you ain't about to sit here and mess with me neither. I already uh-huh. told you I'm crazy. So if you're trying me, <laughs> I right. gave you a warning before. So when I knock your damn teeth out, uh-huh. <laughs> you ain't got no excuse. That's that uh, eight mile tactic. Like when uh, Eminem was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you did um, F my girl, da 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 da. Like now they can't say nothing now because you done called yourself all of this. So and see, everything's what, deflated. Um, for my book, like yo, somebody a dude try to say what they heard. Dude, I put it all in the book. The book is wide open. Like, I ain't mm-hmm. sugarcoat nothing, so don't come to me telling what you heard. I put my life in a book. Shoot, I put it in, in the book. In two books. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't, have, don't come to me about none of that because it's in the book. And they people like that. It. You see what, uh, what happened with Superhead? Shoot. Everybody read her <laughs> Oh, Lord. They I, love that shit. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> um, Blast. She's, she's on another type of... Gabriel, literally. talk about, you know... Eating the groceries, I mean, her yeah. book is really out the chain. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm like, wow. She did. She talked about too much in her book. Wait, wait, wait. Put it wait. too much you out there. You mean you got some of that in that book in there? Uh-uh. Oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> I was about to say. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, oh. Some what? stuff is just too much information, and that was just too much for us, that part. Yeah. I'm eating groceries, too. Yeah, she is. Actually, like, wait, wait, what? She was eating groceries? Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. salads. I think that's how she threw wait. the top salad. Dwayne, are you talking about the, you yeah, not the talking basketball about. player? The Miami Heat. Yeah. yeah. That was in that book? Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I ain't read it. Yeah. I I got to go back and read that book, man. You have to. That's right. I said, Mimi, hold on. I'm kind of hesitant it now that y'all talking about all that craziness. She talk about it, you know. What is wrong with that girl? She Caribbean. That's what right, she got. She got. She got money now. She don't care. Yeah. She, she, she married. Of, she got money. She had a lot of people though. They uh, like that, you know. But how did she, she get it? It yeah. was just too much. Too much information. Yeah, you right. can get your point across without talking about 
detail what you now, and your husband do. Now, just to let y'all know, Mimi's telling y'all, she ain't going into all that detail now. Yeah. She, no, do, she might let you know a couple things. I ain't, ain't doing that. it. She ain't doing that. <laughs> she ain't doing that. <laughs> so normally, we end the show with one of the artists' songs, because we always have so many damn artists. But we ain't got <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, we, we love y'all artists, but goddamn, you know, we, we, we finally got somebody shit. different. You know we got us an Arthur, thank goodness. This is our intellectual chocolate. <laughs> so, do you have episode. a favorite song, uh, you know? Um, how y'all doing? Hey, how you know? Or a song that, like, got you through a lot of things. Yeah, you know. You know? I can't think of the, the gospel singer name. Um, I just always listen to I Almost Let Go. It just kind of helped me. Hmm. Um, I don't even know his name. Y'all ever heard it? I Almost Let Go. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. And if we can't find it, we'll find a suitable substitute. There's somebody out there like, oh, it's the, you know what I mean? Like, shit, I don't even know, man. I I need to go back to church. Yeah, you know. But I listen to all type of music. I go from old school. I don't really listen to a new rap. I listen to the people I know. Boosie, my favorite rapper. So. Boosie, huh? Yeah, I like Boosie. You know, we ought to put some Al Green, some love and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> that to boost your spirit. I think that's what we're going to do, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We're going to put some old school, some yeah, soul. I'm with that. You know, see, see there? <laughs> we meet co-signing. So I tell you what. So from myself. And DJ Mega Marley. And. Mimi. And Mimi. We about to have Al Green, love and happiness. It's the takeover. And we out of here. Love and happiness. Yeah. Something that can make you do wrong, make you do right. Yeah. Love. Love and happiness But wait a minute, something's going wrong Someone's on the phone Three o'clock in the morning yeah. Talking about How she can make it right yeah. Happiness is when Really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone. Yeah. Oh, baby. Love that I happen. Walk 
Oh, my God. 